Welcome to a new episode of The World of Running by Geeks on Feet. I am your host Aditi Pandya. With this episode we commence our season 2. We want to thank every listener of ours who helped us make our previous season a success. In this season we are adding a Q&A section to our podcast. Runners can share their running related questions and we will answer them during the episode. You can share your questions through connect at geeksonfeet.com. Now, moving to today's podcast, as we know, there are ebbs and tides in every aspect of life and running is no different. Tapering is the ebb phase of the marathon. Tapering period depends on factors like racing distance. Example, for a marathon distance, it generally starts 3 weeks before the marathon date and after your last long run simply put tapering provides your body with the time to reap on training of previous cycles provide some mind space to visualize your race and recuperate this is also the time to focus on hydration nutrition sleep however it is not the time to try out new things in terms of supplements or vitamins as the body takes time to adjust while running the race during the tapering weeks it is advised to keep the mileage around 60 to 65% of your actual running cycle and one can do short bursts of intensity it is advised to continue with mobility and stretching exercises till the race day to keep the flexibility of the muscles intact For this episode we have invited guests from both the coach's perspective as well as from the runner's point of view. Pramod Deshpande is a managing director of JJ Active, a company dedicated to providing services and technology solutions for fitness and sports activities. Currently Pramod is training more than 1200 runners across 26 locations. Pramod is the author of the best seller books Master Your Run and Nibu Oda Bahudu. Uh welcome to this episode uh, Pramod. Thank you for accepting our invite. Hi, hi Aditi, thanks. Uh so Pramod, um uh, you know we have discussed uh and and interacted at various point in time and as runners we do take uh tapering today's topic very 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 seriously. However, there has been a lot of uh um misunderstanding and inhibition of taking tapering as seriously as the entire running macro cycle right so at this point in time i want to ask you will tapering be different for different running formats like say 10k a half marathon and a marathon and if you could uh, uh, elaborate on this yeah so tapering as a component of training will be same for any format now how much of the quantity how much of the intensity and those kind of things the components of tapering will change depending on whichever format we are and like you rightly started saying that it's something which is not really taken seriously and that's where the complexity starts coming in terms of for various formats 
because tapering lot of recreational runners uh, it's a difficult time because it is amount to rest and then rest is something recreational runners don't like to hear so yeah that's where things starts becoming dicey if somebody thinks that if i'm in 10k i am not required to do tapering or i am required to do tapering less and if i am 42 my tapering will be more uh, so it's not really that it's the amount of the percentage of your overall workout so if you are doing a 10k your overall workouts are at a late uh, at a lesser volume lesser mileage lesser frequency versus uh, full but tapering as a concept doesn't really vary so tapering you will do changes to your volume your frequency and your intensity irrespective of whichever format you are in only the volume of 42 coming down from volume of 42 versus coming down in volume of 10k only for numbers will change but from percentage wise they are kind of common so in that sense to answer your question uh, in a short it really doesn't change uh, very differently for the formats it's as important for even a 100 meter race a 10 kilometer a football match boxing match any event any sport understood Uh, so when you talk between uh, the volume and the number that you mentioned if you can give me an example for our listeners that uh, what is the difference between a 10k taper in volume versus a, a 42 kilometer uh, volume taper so 10k if you are training you are training maybe 3 days a week or if you are uh, at a higher level you might be training for four days a week right so first is frequency and you can cut down that frequency to two days maybe right whereas if you are in full marathon you might be doing five days a week of running and you cut down that to three days of running duration or mileage so duration is a better major to be used for this than mileage because we are not going to do lot of uh, reduction in intensity intensity has to be very near to your target paces right but we can cut down the duration so for 10 km if you have been training for 60 minutes on a weekday your duration will cut down to 30 minutes and 20 minutes whereas if you are training for full your duration is going to be 2 hours 3 hours Uh, onwards of that and that you your duration cutting will be in terms of really hours not only in minutes right so you will cut from 2 hours to maybe 1 uh, and a half hour then come down to 2 hours so that's what is going to change but the intensity whatever you are doing for your pace uh, typically remains same yeah but all these are rule of thumbs because taper works differently with different runners and all of that what we are discussing has to be considered as a rule of thumb yeah another thing from 10 to 42 is in 10 you might be doing more of your strength workouts and those 
you will stop in two or last two or three weeks whereas in marathon training you are already cut down on your strength workouts because your mileage is higher yeah so strength workouts is also part of that entire taper cycle and that will be definitely done in 10k whereas in uh, 42 that might not be coming into picture at all understood so pramod i have a, a, a leading question and good that you touched upon the strength training i also want to bring in aspects like nutrition hydration mobility just before races people also uh, uh, want to go and do a deep tissue massage uh, and these are all best practices right so if you can talk about say how does each one of this uh, play a role uh, during the tapering uh, cycle that will be helpful yeah so because we started from strength training so let us continue with strength training uh, it's best that we stopped strength training in last couple of weeks uh, but that also has some psychological aspect to it many runners feel they have lost their strength the moment they stop strength training so we have to stop strength training but from psychological perspective if somebody wants to do a set of whatever makes them feel happy uh, nothing wrong in that but a set or two that's about it not spending too much time on strength training so strength training stops the second point what you talked about is nutrition and nutrition definitely we have to look for variation in nutrition because especially for much longer distances because what happens is nutrition is typically based upon two factors right it's the intensity and duration and now your duration has cut down to half let's assume and that has to reflect sometime somewhere in your nutrition otherwise uh do your metabolic rates are not gone down that much but that sluggishness starts getting into you know, so that's very important aspect of nutrition another important aspect of nutrition and that's a more complicated topic is about what sort of we get into proteins versus we start stacking up carbohydrates uh, so those but that's a very very tricky thing and that has to be discussed with your nutritionist about the combination of what we have supposed to do during uh, your tapering because tapering also the time where we build a lot of our muscles protein is required same time we are also worried about towards the end about carb loading and that's where we start starving for proteins so those kind of things from nutrition perspective third aspect you said about deep tissue uh that's a bit of a controversial or tricky situation unless you are used to doing massage regularly do not attempt to get into massage or any muscle manipulation technique all of a sudden during your taper that's my advice because it takes time for all the muscle manipulation techniques your body to adjust to that yeah so avoid that if you are not used to it yeah so bottom line is taper is not something like what we say in the race golden rule don't do anything new so taper is similar do not try to do lot of new things so those are three four aspects which you asked i covered anything i missed in that 
no, thank you, Pramod. This is good. So, uh, so Pramod, I have one more question for you, and that would be: What are the different methods of tapering? Yeah. So, tapering has uh, basic four methods, or there are uh, some uh, methods which are coming. So, there is a linear taper. exponential slow decay exponential fast decay or steep taper so these are various methods of tapering another one is high intensity low volume high intensity moderate volume though there is a lot of data which is getting generated uh, and that's a good thing and we should be doing that but at this time something which is still at a trial and error and if you have been doing uh regularly marathons you should start figuring out which method suits you best because there is no best method everybody works uh differently typically what uh, the recent studies has figured out is high endurance sports is exponential uh fast decay has been better but again this is something and uh, once we start looking at taper as a very important component when you do analysis post race you should do analysis which method was useful for me how i felt and try doing this trial and error with various methods which are available understood So thank you Pramod for your time and uh, this was helpful for our listeners. Yeah thanks thanks Aditi and you know you guys are doing great work with gigs on feet and please continue doing that. Thanks. Thank you. So my next guest is uh, Karthik Karthik has been a regular contributor to Geeks on Feet and uh, uh, his race reports are legendary and I enjoy the way his his uh, his eye for detail is and uh, I remember the first time when he actually wrote the report I uh, I told Arvind Arvind is the post production behind the scenes for this podcast So um Karthik I know that you enjoy power based training and I also am cognizant of the fact that you you go through every kind of training and all forms of running you try out newer things um uh, so it's been a pleasure um having you on this uh, on this episode and before i ask you the question i also want to tell my listeners that his favorite marathon till date has been idbi new delhi marathon so where his pb is uh, for a, for a marathon has been 3 hours 17 minutes and 30 seconds kartik i know that uh, that you follow every macro cycle to the t and as a runner tapering is one of the most ignored aspect in a runner's running cycle so i want to understand from you how do you incorporate tapering in your marathon race um thank you so much aditi um, and geeks on feet for having me over um, to discuss on this particular topic um it's always been a pleasure uh, interacting and contributing uh, to the kind of work the kind of pioneering work that geeks on feet does um you guys have really changed the whole landscape of indian amateur running and uh, you know you 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 really are inspiring um coming down to this topic of tapering um one thing that i would really like to mention over here is um a lot of things um, in in the field of running um are evolving 
and even this whole concept of a three week window towards a gold race i think i think it's a very hotly debated topic uh personally if you ask me i don't follow a three week uh, a tra- tapering uh, cycle now is that a good thing or is that a bad thing well uh, i uh, well the jury's out on that but then this is something that has worked for me and what has worked for me is a two week tapering cycle i typically do a a, a 20 miler uh, with a 32 kilometer run uh, two weeks before my gold race and i've been doing this over a period of time we're talking probably what 5 to 6 years um, several training blocks and this seems to work well for me so my taper if you really ask me starts after that 20 miler run that's two weeks away from the race day um, and aditi it's more about uh, a pivot in terms of the mind space it's not just you know um, a ritualistic a uh, practice if you will it's more about shifting the mental space uh uh keeping in mind the fact that you want to stay fresh on race day so this is a philosophy that my coach um, ashoknath has kind of imbibed in me over uh, the period that we've been working together um and this is something that i've realized works well for me so i follow a two week taper cycle now even in that two weeks if i had to break it down further um in terms of the first week that is the penultimate week before the race uh, before the race day uh, we uh, w- w- what are the things that we do we kind of reduce the junk miles um, you know whatever you do in terms of building up mileage you kind of cut down on that you kind of reduce that and you also reduce the intensity which basically means uh, hard intervals or hard tempos you kind of amp them down the whole idea in that penultimate week is do um, short workouts at race pace minus let's say about 10 to 15 seconds and medium long workouts let's say about 8 to 10 kilometers at or around race pace so the whole idea here is if i had to summarize it cut down on junk miles reduce the intensity target more of race pace medium long workout that's the kind of pivot we do in terms of the run workouts and usually this penultimate week culminates with um, a 25 kilometer kind of a run where about 15 to 18 kilometers is at a steady pace again not an easy pace not a very hard pace but a steady pace so let's say race pace minus 30 seconds and then the last 7 to 8 kilometers are at race pace and then the final week uh, you know we're still looking at uh, reducing the distance even further probably if we were doing 8 to 10 kilometers now we do about 2 kilo, to, to, to workouts of about 4 to 6 kilometers and the whole idea is again to try and hold the race pace and typically uh, on the taper week that is the week leading to the race by thursday i'm done with all my workouts so effectively thursday the remainder of thursday after the morning workout and friday is rest day for me and then on saturday you just go out and do a shake out jog uh, just to ensure that you know your legs have not gone to sleep so so in a nutshell that's how we manage at least our run workouts during this period understood this is very well explained kartik and uh, so one of the thing i want to understand and this would be during your initial initial uh, journey to to marathon is that uh, as you mentioned it is a paradigm shift or a pivot how difficult was it to come to terms to take it, reducing the mileage and pivoting 
Oh, that's a great question. And uh, a question for which I think I still don't have a very clear answer. Uh, but yeah, uh, suffice it to say that uh, at least in the initial years, in the formative years of uh, training for a marathon, it was very difficult, right? Because, um, you know, it, it, it gets even more difficult because you're shrouded in that insecurity where a question keeps popping up to you as to whether you've done enough uh, towards your goal race or whether you've done too much. So, you know, it takes it takes a good amount of time, at least personally speaking. It took me a good amount of time to figure out that what is my sweet spot in terms of training. And I, I would like to dwell upon this for a moment because it's very important that each one of us realize that sweet spot of training, right? It, it, it's, it's different for different people. For somebody, it could be, you know, running about 120 to 140 kilometers at peak. For somebody else, it could just be 70 to 85 kilometers. But then you need to figure it out. And that happens over a period of time. Why, why is this so important? It's important because once you've figured that out and once your training is aligned in that direction, because training for a goal race, for a marathon, right, as you get better at the sport, takes a lot out of you. I mean, it's like getting up in the morning, putting in all those miles, strength training, yoga, mobility, nutrition, sleep. I mean, the works, right? So, you know, it takes a lot out of you. There are moments in the training cycle where you really, really want to, you don't even want to get out of bed on that particular day. You start craving for normalcy to be restored in your day-to-day -day life, you know? And um, I think now I'm at a space where tapering after uh, training for a marathon offers me that normalcy. It means I can slow down after all those intense weeks. And it could be something as simple as sleeping in on a Monday morning without worrying about the next workout and whatever it entails. So tapering kind of, it affords you this luxury to amp it down, to dial, dial things down a little and take it easy before the big day. But having said that, tapering again, as I said, is an evolving area. It's a double-edged sword. Too much of it can make you dull. Too little of it means you toe the start line of your gold race with tired legs as opposed to fresh legs. So when I say you have to find your sweet spot in terms of training, it also entails that you have to find the sweet spot with respect to tapering. Understood. Somewhere, Karthik, you mentioned about nutrition, hydration, mobility, strength. Uh, what what were you doing in terms of these aspects while you were in your tapering phase? Uh, the sum of all these small things adds up to how well you do on race day, right? And uh, let's let's probably look at each one of them, right? So, one thing, um, a general disclaimer before I come in here. There is nothing drastically different that I do in terms of vis-a-vis -vis these areas, basically. But then there are some small tweaks and that's what I'm going to, you know, kind of highlight over here. So when we, when we talk in terms of nutrition, right, uh, macronutrients. See, uh, being a vegetarian, my focus would always be on protein. And being a South Indian, I don't really have to worry about carbs. They're anyway taken care of in my day-to-day -day diets. Uh, in terms of micronutrients, I consistently take vitamin D, 
B12, multivitamins and essential fatty acid supplements. And there's nothing really drastically different that I do um, vis-a-vis that area. Um, in terms of uh, supplements, if you ask me, I just kind of amp up my casein. I take casein before I go to bed in the night. Um, I, I just kind of, you know, become a little bit more religious with respect to my casein intake, especially in that last week that leads up to the race. Because these are slow-release uh, uh, protein, and it kind of helps you. It, 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 if, if not anything else, it kind of I've, I've kind of realized that it helps me sleep better over the night. And uh, uh, two days before the race, we just get into that uh, carb loading kind of a phase. So these are these are these are the broad strokes that I you know kind of do uh, before um, uh, in, in in the taper week leading up to a race in terms of nutrition. Understood. And and do you continue doing uh, your mobility on everyday basis? For example, foam rolling and stuff like that. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, but then again, mobility for me is not just foam rolling. I also use something called as a hypervolt, which is a massaging gun and the ubiquitous tennis ball. And then there are several mobility flow exercises that, you know, I've learned uh, working with the stairs physiotherapy. I've kind of made a program out of this that I try to do uh, at least three times uh, during that uh, phase of uh, tapering basically and uh, taper is also a phase when you know all these niggles magically start showing up and start playing games with your mind so you kind of realize that it's a wiser approach to focus more on um, you know these tools these small exercises that can just keep you going actually understood i i completely agree to the niggles uh, start playing on our mind so yeah that is every every runner's issue if if you if you will um, afford me um, just another minute there's another aspect uh, that i just wanted to kind of uh, mention over here right? um uh, we've touched upon the broad areas but one area that a lot of us um, um don't pay enough attention to and i've realized this over a period of time uh, is the mental aspects right uh, tapering also means like i said it's it's a pivot uh, in terms of your mind space towards race day and i think it's very important to kind of taper your mind leading into the race and uh, it's, it's it's a great time when you can actually look back at your training logs, reflect at how the training block has gone, basically, what were the high points, what were the low points, and, you know, kind of set a realistic expectation in terms of the goal race. And it's also a great time to really visualize, what to expect stretch by stretch on race day from that particular race course. So, and reflection and visualization are two excellent things that can keep you engaged during the tapering phase rather than worrying uh, uh, on, oh, I'm missing out on workouts or I'm doing too less at all. Totally agree. Okay, great. Okay. So, Aditi, there's one more point that I just wanted to uh, make. Uh, and this is uh, that of, this is a question that a lot of uh, newbie runners have. So, I thought that, you know, I should, I should address this too. Uh, what is the right time to get a deep tissue release or massage done uh, before the race? Now, again, this varies from people to people, but in my own personal experience, I like to get it done earlier in the week. Uh, the two main reasons for that is it, it kind of gives the therapist the confidence that he can go deep especially in those areas where you are tight or where you have niggles without having to worry that whether you'll recover before the race day. 
and uh, from from my own perspective right it, I, I i'm not that sure if i can get my uh, release done earlier in the week as the week advances towards the race day so if you ask me i would suggest that schedule your uh, deep tissue massage or release in the first half of the week rather than the second half of the week understood so this is very helpful kartik and thank you for your time and i wish you uh, many more miles for 2022 and um, many more pbs to come uh, thank you so much aditi um after what we've seen over the last two years it's really heartening to uh, see races back and people back in action um omicron is looming over the horizon but fingers crossed that uh, we are able to get in some good quality races and as you said my favorite new delhi marathon i am just wishing that i'm able to uh, race it come february 27th 2022 thank you so much aditi great god speed yeah thank you hi sharath it's good to have you t- today on our show for this topic hi aditi thank you so much for having me over Yeah so Sharath we've not been able to run together or or share any of the races and i was actually going through your timing your your pb stands at 2 hours and 46 minutes and some change and uh, you are preparing for your third boston and um, knowing that you have ran uh, uh, previous two boston marathons i want to ask you especially in tapering right when we are traveling overseas and uh, especially uh, uh, just to contextualize that uh, currently you uh, we are in india and then there is a lot of jet lag that takes place how do you how do you change uh, your tapering techniques and if you can throw some light there uh aditi basically uh, the taper per se it doesn't change much uh, you know with any any other marathon race that you will be preparing for uh, the taper begins maybe with 3 weeks uh, to go for a particular race i tend to bring down my mileage uh, to around 80 to 90% of my peak mileage uh, with 3 weeks off to the uh, to the race date and for specifically for races that are abroad there are a couple of things that uh, i am particularly wary about you know i ensure that i at i travel at least 5 to 7 days or a, or a week uh, prior to the race day and this is primarily to get acclimatized with the with the weather at the uh, at the location of the race uh, you know overcome the jet lag uh, get your sleep and more importantly for a person like me to get my poop schedule in uh, on track so uh, i think for for most runners uh, a week's time is ideal to uh, get things in place uh, and this also uh, gives you enough time to get in few easy runs in the conditions uh, that you would encounter on a race day and also uh, most of the races uh, that are uh, happening abroad they usually happen in, in in cold conditions it also gives you a chance to you know try out any of the race gear especially the clothing part of it uh, before you actually uh, do the race so as regard to tapering uh, the run per se uh, stays as such uh, there is not much change the last long run happens usually 3 weeks uh, prior to the race day and a gradual reduction in your uh, weekly mileage uh, while the intensity remains the same the final week uh, consists of uh, a few easy runs uh, followed by a couple of strides and uh, looking forward to the race day uh, that's about it 
understood yeah but these are very important insights especially clothing and your bi- biological clock changing so uh, so um, so while this is when you are uh, going to another country cool. and there is a time zone difference however closer to to uh, to the home right cool. home front uh, what will be the most important objective that you keep in mind during the tapering period i uh, guess uh, personally i give more attention towards keeping myself uh, injury and illness free during the tapering period you know as regard to the run most of the work has been done in the preceding weeks leading to the race and uh, the tapering period is a time where you uh, get yourself in a good space both physically as well as uh, mentally uh, as regard to uh, the the portion where i said that uh, i tend to uh, keep myself you know injury and uh, free from any of the illnesses i sort of get uh, paranoid with uh, you know washing my hands regularly especially while i'm at work and uh, this is this is mostly to you know keep myself uh, from catching a cold and uh, generally close to what 3 weeks or 15 days i i tend to uh, start having uh, vitamin c chewables you know not sure how much of it uh, it helps uh, actually but i've been lucky not to have a running rose uh, on a race day yes uh, yes yes so and uh, then the you know the, the normal uh, things the basics like eating well uh, sleeping plenty and hydrating optimally is is, is what i keep in mind and uh, as with any other runs uh, as i said earlier as well the 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 mileage reduces gradually while the intensity still remains the same and you get yourself in a good space and look forward to the race day i understood So Sharath I also know that you run a lot of uh, short distances like 10k in comparison to a marathon it is short and also a half marathon so do you have any uh, how do you plan your tapers for these races and uh, if you can just throw some light uh, frankly for this 10k and the half marathons that I run I have never tapered uh, I've always taken these runs as part of my weekly quality runs so invariably uh, since i'm training for most of the year uh, for for one race or the other and usually these are the marathons that i'm training for the half marathons or the 10k's they come in as part of my training plan uh, the the training plan usually varies between 16 to 18 weeks so one of these uh, 10k's or the half marathons they're usually as part of your weekend quality sessions so there isn't any specific uh, tapering plan uh, when when it comes to these 10k's and uh, uh, half marathons and even for a uh, non goal races uh, i take them uh, as you know uh, an intermediate uh, uh, a step wherein you can gain as to what kind of fitness levels are you in whether your training is uh, going in the right direction or not understood shrut i have one question and that's because i uh, i have undergone uh, A, a lot of injuries this year and that is to do with mobility can you tell me how much of mobility do you focus on during your tapering uh, phase uh, there is there isn't any specific uh, focus as regard to mobility uh, per se during the tapering period of a particular race the, the regular stretching and the uh, and the easy runs is what i basically concentrate upon and keeping myself injury free uh, that, that, that's about it understood understood so uh, sharat thank you for your time and it was great having you here thank you thank you aditi thank you so much i would like to thank all our listeners and if you like this episode and would like to know more on the world of running 
please subscribe to our channel and if you know of someone who is starting their journey into fitness and running to share a podcast link with them i would like to thank my friend arvind for editing sound recording and taking care of the post production for this podcast if you have any suggestions on improving the content of the show or topics you would like us to cover please share it by emailing us at connect@geeksonfeet.com we generate running content for those seeking technical assistance to training which is available in our show notes or you can also reach us through twitter facebook or instagram